You are listening to the Christ in All podcast, where we discuss how following Jesus Christ impacts all areas of a believer's life. Each week, we will answer questions about the Christian worldview in an effort to help both new and mature believers grow in their faith. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Christ in All podcast. This is Matthew Smith, and with us as always today is our lead pastor, Chad Hunsberger. How are you doing today? Hey, uh, excellent. Good deal. We are going to continue our family discipleship yeah, series, and absolutely. so we've got another special guest. Would you like to introduce I her? I would. Emily Barber is our preschool discipleship director, and uh, yeah, we have we have known each other, been friends for about three years. And if you heard that ding just now, that yeah. was her computer. Yeah. When you come on a podcast, yeah. you've got to silence turn your devices, off. turn it but off. Yeah. We love you anyway. It's yeah. okay. Uh, Rookie mistake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, Emily serves here and works specifically with our youngest kids here yeah. at the church. So birth through four years old or five, depending on, but basically right before kindergarten. So right before they go into elementary school. Um, kind of life. And so we are thankful to have her here uh, with us today as yeah. well. All right. So scale of one to 10, like how excited are you to be on the Christ and All podcast, Emily? At least a 12. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm glad to be here. Excellent. Good deal. All right. So do you want to uh, just take a minute to, uh, she's already kind of shared your title and what you do here, but share with us like how long you've been in this role and other experience you've got working with young kids. Yeah, so I've been at Colonial Heights for um, about two and a half years now um, in this role that entire time. My husband and I moved here um, from serving in Haiti for two years before that. So there we worked with kids as well. And so my entire ministry um, experiences with kids in some way or another. You're also Um, like uh, an educator previously. Yes, I taught school. I taught special education before... um, God called me to do this ministry, in a ministry, ministry setting, yeah. side yeah, of yeah, things right. full time. Sure. So, yeah, yeah, my background pretty much involves children in a lot of different settings. Yeah. Okay. So. We talked about this just a little bit with um, Jerry right before you, but I think this is helpful. You mentioned your husband, but you are also a, uh, a foster parent, yeah. and you mm-hmm. are foster parents uh, of two uh, little children, both of them in the preschool ministry yes. here. Yes. And personally, we, Matthew and I, both love uh, these two little kids and so thankful for them. We won't say their name on here. Right, Foster rules. But so thankful for that and thankful for how God is using you in their life. And um, part of the reason I say that is because, as we've talked about already, the we believe that discipleship happens in the home and we're 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 fueling parents, right? But not not taking away their role. And so, in this case, you're you're also doing that in your home. And so, I, I think it's helpful for the listener to know that this isn't just experience on the ministry side of things, but even like on the day to day, walking through life with kids in your home that are Definitely. that age. Mm-hmm. So I think that's helpful. yeah. I'm glad you said that. A lot of what I've learned in partnering with parents has changed in the past four months. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I know that now the questions, the doubts, the mm-hmm. concerns that I had only read about previously. Sure. So a lot of the ways I partner with parents has probably increased Yeah. because I'm, I'm living it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in preschool world 24 yeah, hours. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, so. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Me too. Yeah, <laughs> so actually, you know, I get to, when I come to work, I actually get to step correct, away from preschool. Correct, minute, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, all right. So. When you talked about partnering with parents, I guess our first question is going to be, what are some of the specific challenges 
that parents have when they're uh, raising children in this age group? So the primary challenge, especially when talking about discipling preschoolers, yeah. I would say is attention span. <laughs> you, um, Amen to they, that. <laughs> they suggest that kids have the attention span of about one minute per year of age. So mm. discipling a two-year-old can be quite difficult. That's on the high that, end too, right? Two, <laughs> that's on a good that's day the max. when they're yeah. well-rested, yeah. ate something good. Yeah, that's on their best day. Yeah. Yeah. So attention span is hard. Um, the other thing I think people struggle with is just knowing that kids that age can hear theologically rich things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a there's a tendency to um, oversimplify to the point that you're not really teaching anything. And so teaching parents and teaching those that teach kids this age mm-hmm. that we don't have to, for lack of a better term, dumb it down any. Yeah. Um, we can teach it to them from birth. And eventually, as they've heard that all the way through preschool mm-hmm. ministry and then children and then students, we're building on it. We don't have to simplify so that we're teaching different things. So teaching kids this age, the challenge is just knowing they can't listen for long. Yeah. But that doesn't mean they can't listen to rich yeah. content. Yeah. Yeah. I think too, is to, I, if to add to that, so my mom was a preschool teacher mm-hmm. for I mean, 20 years or whatever. And she used to talk about the same thing. One of the things that she really bothered her about certain curriculum was when they wouldn't teach the Bible verse, they would like change the Bible verse to something quote unquote more simplified. Mm -hmm. But it was like for her, the frustrating part to that was like the kid can listen even if it only two, three minutes at a time, but long enough to know the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want not. I don't want things. It's yeah. like what what right. like yeah. just tell do the Bible verse, not a Bible truth, so to speak, right. is what that was often labeled yeah. as. And so I'm very thankful that what we try to uh, provide for our parents and even for our kids in, in this ministry is the the thought of like, teach them the Bible and the truths that are in it and not just um, this kind of uh, cloud of generalized right, truth yeah. like they're they're able to learn those things and so i think that's that is a really good help to if, if you're a parent listening think about that okay as a parent of a preschooler i it's okay also that your kid has a short uh, mm-hmm. attention span because all of other kids do too it's how god so, made them yes yeah, so <laughs> like like that can be frustrating so let that go and that can be very freeing as a parent um, to know, okay, like my kid is supposed to not pay attention for more than five minutes. Okay. Like I'm not going crazy. This is just who they are right now. Mm-hmm. And so that's helpful too. Yeah. And I'll say too, to that, um, sometimes when a preschooler appears to be not listening, they're hearing more than you may feel like. They right. are. Um, I actually had this conversation with a parent last week, um, a child who the Wednesday night previous had been a wiggle worm. I could not get him to sit still. I could not get him to focus to the point of I thought I was going to have to have a side conversation with yes. him about his behavior. The next week, I asked someone to tell me what we learned the next the last week. Mm-hmm. That child that had been wiggling and been redirected a thousand times 
stood up and recited the story from the week before with the exact wording even. So yeah. I thought he wasn't listening and I was cheering his mom on because I was like, he listened yeah. and he caught it and he taught it to and the was whole able to group. retain it a week later yeah. to be able to repeat yeah, it. So, That's awesome. And back to what you said about teaching the Bible, preschoolers will not be able to repeat and memorize everything you teach them. But if you're teaching them the Bible, even the segments they remember are scripture. Right. Mm-hmm. So no, they may not be able to recite the 23rd mm-hmm. Psalm as a, se- a two-year-old, but when they get to second grade, yep. they already have a concept for the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. That may be all they remember, but we all know they pick up on phrases and repeat things. Let's make it the real deal yeah, if they're awesome. going to do it. Yeah. 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 Okay. So uh, kind of in line with that then. So next question is what are some best, what are some ways we can do that? What are some things that you would tell parents to do in order to kind of disciple their kids, like best practices for them? Okay. So the first thing I would say is I, I hinted at this earlier, but don't expect something from them that God did not make them to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do not expect a two-year-old to sit for a 45-minute Bible story. God did not make them to sit still that long. Um, they will they will get there. But what I would say is allow them to be toddlers. Allow them to be preschoolers. They mm-hmm. are there's such a a sweet desire to learn at this age. Um, that in some ways they begin to lose as they get older. They're just hungry for information at this age. So let them be inquisitive. Let them be wiggly. Um, teach them in ways that they can do things with their hands. Um, the other thing I would say to parents is model what you want them mm-hmm. to do. It's huge. Um, pray with them. Don't use big, big flowy, you know, don't make your prayers so fancy that they don't understand have conversations with the Lord in front of them and with them. Um, Let them see you read your Bible. Mm -hmm. I know that for a lot of people that happens before they get up or after they go to bed, but let them see you with your Bible open. Let them know that that is a special value, valuable time for you so that although they can't get up and read a Bible themselves right now, as they get older, that's just how they frame the importance of their day. Now, I was uh, I listened to uh, Trillia Newbell mm-hmm. uh, as an author, and a, uh, she's great. And she was talking about one time she had to to do that. She had to stop reading the Bible on her phone, not not because that's a sin or wrong. Like I read the Bible on my yep. phone too, but she was talking about her kid kept seeing her read her Bible, but he thought she was just on her phone again. Yeah, she like was on media, Facebook or she somebody. was on, she was, yeah, look, reading an mm-hmm. article or whatever. And so not even, not even intentionally, she could have been on it for an hour and been right. taking yeah. notes for all, like uh, the mm-hmm. kid knew, but all the kids saw was on the phone. So I would even say just, a, that's a very practical thing, but like when you, when you read the Bible to your kids, read, read, the, like let them see that it is the Bible that you're reading. Um, when you, not just that, again, yes, it is totally fine to read the Bible on your phone. Like that's not wrong at all. But I, I just think that there's value because they're, they're visual learners right. or you talked about you, letting them do stuff with their hands. So I even, when my kids were younger, more so than now, but um, like sometimes 
I would turn the Bible. They couldn't read, but I would turn the Bible where, if they could, they would. Um, and, and I would like read it to them, them seeing the words on the page. Right. And so there's value even in that practical piece of them seeing you read the Bible, hearing the words, and and again, for whatever they can catch, oh, like there's there's numbers on that, chapters and verses that they've never seen before and, and all that kind of stuff. So I do think that there's value in that practical right. piece as well. Um, the other thing I would say is just be consistent. At this age, they're mm-hmm. learning what's important to you. Um, whether you say it or not, they're sure. learning what your true priorities are because they're watching. So be consistent in your church. Be consistent bringing them to life groups and activities. This is the We hope this is the group of people that will surround them as they begin to grow their faith and they learn what church family really mm-hmm. is. So I would say best practice is get them here and then follow up at home but be plugged in even as mm-hmm. even as little kids they are learning this is a special place and what we do with our with our faith and with our church body even if they don't have those words yeah. are priorities mm-hmm. yeah that's uh, good um we, you may not have been planning to talk about this but the role of music in some of this stuff with with young kids um that's a Especially, for, like, you know my kids very well. <laughs> I do. They, it's actually a huge thing for them, right? And so um, was there anything, like, uh, even if it's just saying, like, here are some things you tell people, other people about or anything like that, but what is the, the role of music in some of that? So one of the things that preschoolers learn best with mm-hmm. is repetition. Yeah, sure. Music tends to be quite repetitive. Mm-hmm. And so finding music that works with what we're doing, um, I'll talk about this a lot I've already said it once, and I'll do it again when I talk about resources, but theologically rich music, children can learn mm-hmm. a Jesus Loves Me is a great song, yeah. and we should teach that to preschoolers. They can learn more than that. Yeah. And so that should be, there are some great resources, like Seeds Family Worship does, it's pretty much word-for-word word yes, scripture. Yeah, it's a verse um, in the Bible set to music. It's easier for kids to learn things set to music. And I've noticed even in the past four months that I've had preschoolers in my own home, what I hear them do the most is repeat the music they've learned. Um, They may be able to pull little words here and there from stories, but what they really repeat is music. So I would say find some solid music resources. Mm -hmm. We recommend those in our Facebook groups a lot. If you're a parent Mm -hmm. at Colonial Heights, I hope you're following our preschool Facebook yeah. pages and our um, children's ministry, we we recommend a good bit from there. And we post the things we've learned. Like tonight is when we do our stuff at church, I will post the next day, hey, parents, yeah, here's yeah, what we yeah. did, yeah. and here's the music they're going to ask you for. Because yeah. it may not make sense to you when they yeah. – <laughs> I want the They don't know the song. actual yeah. name of the song. Um, they just – yeah, the one but phrase. Yeah. Is, music uh, is a great way. Do yes. Do we use – uh, I don't have a preschooler here right now. Uh, do we use slugs and bugs any? Do we know much about them? So I personally Just really like slugs and bugs. Could have asked this all fair, but yeah. um, that is we have used a couple of their songs. Yeah. Yeah. I love their stuff because it's also it tends yeah. to be pretty rich. Yeah. But in things that 
So they've got they do a, a great mm-hmm. job of doing kind of both ends of the spectrum. That's they've right. got the ones that are like where really it is, really, yeah, really silly songs yeah. that don't have any like theological yeah. stuff up to them. <laughs> but then they also like the next song on the album will be yeah. a Bible verse set to music, That's or right. it'll be some deep spiritual truth. So yeah, I, yeah. I really enjoy that I like too. That. Yeah. I, and they've got a kids show as well that's on oh, right cool. now media yeah. where it's like puppets it's a, and it's yeah. a fun little show. It would mm-hmm. be um, cheesy to grown ups, but is perfectly catered yeah. to young oh, learners. Cool. Mm-hmm. So okay. yep. it's Good. great. Uh, and going back to music, like one of the stories I love to tell is that uh, my little boy, we were riding in the car one day listening to a song, um, and uh, it was you know a kid song, but it did mention something about Jesus dying on the cross. And so he speaks up and says, Daddy, Jesus died on the cross. And so I got to have a gospel conversation Mm -hmm, with my four-year-old at the time uh, that he initiated, best part, is um, and just based on the music we were listening to as we're riding down the road. So, yeah, it's a great, great stuff. It's also what they repeat, so it's what other people are hearing them say. Right. Um, One of the things that I have, since children moved into my home, really focused on is removing the noise. Mm. There's a lot of things in the world around us. There are things on TV that are nothing but noise. There are voices on the radio that are nothing but noise. Mm. And music is a great way in the car especially to be certain that even when I need a moment of quiet myself, which every preschool parent is looking for those, it can be teaching children for me while I have a moment where I need a break from teaching yep. children. Um, music is just a great thing to fill their ears with if it's music that's just reinforcing the gospel truth we're teaching yeah. the rest of the time. Good stuff. All right. Uh, just a quick thing before you mention some resources. I would just say what you have both talked about, is even in just those examples, is parents like take advantage of moments. It, it doesn't mean that... I would assume that when you were asked that question that you went into a theological treatise of right. the, yeah. you know. I didn't talk to him about atonement. atonement or right. any of you, but you took, like, you did answer the question. Yeah. You didn't say not now. Mm-hmm. You, you said, hey, let me, yes. Yeah. Like, even if it was, again, back to the two minutes of explanation, right. even if it was just a minute of, yes, he did, mm-hmm. because he loves, like, there was, there's more to that whatever, but like the gospel was able to be presented, the fact that Jesus died on the cross for the sins of people, like that is worth stopping and telling your son yeah. about. And so I would just encourage that to parents, take every one of those little moments um, because it you're, you're creating this, uh, we call them threads of the gospel, right? You're creating yeah. a tapestry over years that they'll be able to understand and know. So it's And good. I would say in those moments, don't overthink it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're we're talking to parents who are believers. You know the answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when those moments come, let the Holy Spirit lead you, but yeah. just answer them. You don't have to. They're asking simple questions. You can give them the simple answers. Just give them truth. Yeah. And so just go with it as it comes naturally. You're not going to mess it up. You know these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Good I would say take take advantage of the moments, but just do what you know. Speak to them like (laughs) you know. That's good. Okay. All right. So to finish up, do you want to share some resources uh, with us? Yes, I would love to. So I said this earlier, but for our, our parents specifically, please follow our Facebook pages. Even if that's the only reason you use Facebook. I know um, I was talking about noise. Facebook can be a lot of noise, Mm -hmm. but 
our Facebook pages are don't how we follow keep up. anybody except for the Colonial Heights preschool <laughs> that's, page. That's great right? You just watch those um, updates. Yeah, we do post a lot of ongoing resource there. But one of the first resources I give parents, as we actually do it at our family commissioning um, dinner, which I think Jerry went through. Yep, yep. He those things. About that last um, week. I give the book Parenting by Paul David Tripp. Mm-hmm. Um, I can recommend just about anything he Absolutely. writes. Absolutely. Um, but this is a great, it's 14 gospel principles for raising children. I recommend it to every parent and it, it's not stage specific necessarily, but it's how to parent your kids in light of the gospel. So that's a great parenting resource. Um, I've divided up my resources into the questions I get most often. Okay. Um, that one is, I don't know how to parent. Yeah. So that's specifically for the parents, right? For the adult. Um, the other question I get really often is what Bible should I be reading with my children? At preschool age, we give as baby gifts the Jesus Storybook Bible. Mm-hmm. It's it's my favorite of the options out there right now, and I've looked at a lot of them. Yeah. Um, Sally Lloyd Jones. She also has some side books that mm-hmm. I would also recommend. But the Jesus Storybook Bible does just a beautiful job of. It is a storybook Bible, so this is not scripture. Mm-hmm. This is the words taken. The stories taken out of scripture and written in a way that children can understand, but it is, it is done in the style of the story, and it's it's so good. Kids can look at the pictures and hear those stories and really get some of the more complicated mm-hmm. yeah. concepts. So that's a great resource. I would say, um, as they start to, even when you read out of that book. Talk about the Bible itself separately and have right. it open. Yeah, make sure they know the difference. Um, a full text Bible is different, and so yeah. we need to make sure they know that. But that's a great way to start your kids, and you can read that to them at mm-hmm. birth. I yeah. mean, like very. Mm-hmm. That yeah. can be some of the first ways you read them scripture. I get lots of topical questions from mm-hmm. parents. My kid asked me this. Help. Yeah. And so one place I would say this is it this is a topical book. It's called Theology. Okay. It is higher level questions. So for your 2-year-olds, you may not get these yet. But as kids begin to have questions about very specific concepts, sin, grace, um what does this mean? Theology is a great place to literally look at the table of contents, flip mm-hmm. and have some pretty it, it opens dialogue. There are okay. some ways that it will help you guide the questions even so that it's you things can... like, I mean, because we use this at my house uh, for a long time, and it's things like uh, ask questions about the Trinity. Well, by the way, you're going to get that as a parent. And so it helps explain the Trinity. It helps ex- when it's theology. It's the idea that you're, you're um, understanding the things of God yeah. at a childlike level. And so I would just say it's, it's really fruitful. It's yeah. good. And who's the author of that book? You mentioned the one, of, you said Paul David Tripp, Parenting, and then... Marty Machowski. Okay, so Theology by Marty Machowski. Yep. Okay, all right. It's awesome. a good one. And okay. there, uh, I don't know if you knew this, there is an album that comes with oh, it. Oh, yeah, you yeah, don't yeah, buy it, with, yeah. but it's separate, and it actually kind of scripture these, mm-hmm. these theological truths in song. Yeah, so, good. Anyway. Okay. okay, and the other thing I get often is we have all the baby books, what can we do with the youngest kids to fit in? Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with the ABC books, color books, 
lift the flap and guess the animal books. Mm -hmm. You should be doing that with your kids. But is there an equivalent of that that's that's theologically rich? So one of the one of my favorites is called The Biggest Story. It's an ABC book. Kevin DeYoung wrote this one Mm -hmm. and it walks through an entire gospel presentation by the ABCs. Yeah. So it's a great it's it reads like a children's book. It's actually a board book. So parents, this is like a to be clear, there is another one called The Biggest Story by him. That is for older kids. Yes, but this Barbara one is the biggest story, yeah, yeah. which is really this good. Is the preschool but this is ABC the biggest story, book, yeah. ABC. So just yes. if you're looking for it online or whatever, yeah, um, look yeah, for the, the ABC biggest story one. is um, more narrative. Yeah. yeah, this one is a in the beginning God created Adam and Eve. Yeah, and so it takes everything through. It's just a great way to start oh, yeah. those conversations with your kids. The other two places I have found some really great resources for concepts that people tend to run away from with preschoolers is um, Little Seminary's Guide. This is made by Harvest Kids, but um, this is Little Seminary's Guide to the Trinity. So this is a board book, literally just like ABC books, but it is explaining to a two-year-old truths that they can begin to understand about the Trinity, which is hard to explain at my age. So... um, Little Seminaries Guide. I have okay. enjoyed these. There's a couple. So is that, that a, we, a series of different topics? I believe they're yeah. new, so there's not okay. a lot of them. Okay. But this is something we have recommended a lot lately. The other one is called Little Big Theology for Little Hearts. Awesome. This is a Crossway um, series, but this one's the gospel. I've got one on, I believe there's one on the Trinity in that one as well, but it's another board book. The pictures are going to look like anything else that preschoolers see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's, this is rich stuff. I mean, the word rebellion is in this book, and then it teaches it teaches them what that is yeah. and why that's Adam important. Adam and Eve rebelled against so, Yeah, that's awesome. Those are great resources. We, um, we on the, the Kidmen team, work really hard to read a lot of resources. Yeah. And I would just say, with any resource, back it up with scripture. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't read anything to your kids that you haven't sought out to, to be consistent with what you know of scripture. Um, even if I recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really look for, cause that's our best resource. All yeah. of these are supplements yeah. Excellent. to teaching your kids the word of God. Okay. That's good. All right. Uh, one last question. Um, who is the cutest little girl in the preschool ministry and why is it Stella Kate Smith? <laughs> you know, finish. We'll kind of close on that I one. I believe. The, the cutest little girl you in preschool history. I cannot name. say her yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it could sure. be any of I think it's Stella Kate. It it's easy to say. Okay. It's easy to say. Stella Kate Smith is a very cute. We'll just, all right, so we'll just stop right there. All right, it's right. good. <laughs> all right. That is going to wrap us up for today. We uh, thank you, Emily, for joining us today. We really appreciate your time. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you did, please share it on social media. Uh, give us a rating and review on your podcasting app. And thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Christ in All podcast, a ministry of Colonial Heights Baptist Church in Ridgeland, Mississippi. Together, we glorify God by making disciples of all nations. For more information, please visit our website at colonialheights.org.